All right, folks, welcome back to the latest Mountain West Wire podcast. Hoping my microphone sounds well. If not, I'm yelling in your earbuds. But MWWire.com, Facebook, Mountain West Wire, we're getting there. Mount- MWC Wire on Twitter, we passed 1,000 followers. That's brilliant, amazing, thank you. And no jerks have unfollowed us yet after getting to 1,000 because I haven't really announced it yet. You hear that noise back there? That's not our normal co-host there. It's not a robot either. <laughs> Matt Ketterly is gone. We have our good buddy Brandon Blake joining us, who, if you remember, he was on our four-man crew for the March Fatness podcast, One Hit Wonders of the 90s. Well, he's back to talk. Um, do what Matt does, I guess, right? Pretty much. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me, Jeremy. I'm not Matt. Yeah. I'm not Matt. Um, Matt is at a concert. Hope he has fun. But I'm here to talk a little Mountain West football, particularly Nevada football. Yeah, so give him a follow, Brandon G. Blake, if you want. Here's a couple things you'll get from Twitter. Nevada football, Jacksonville Jaguar sufferer. Uh, hey, we're 4-3 now. We're 4-3. Hey, hey, well, okay, Blake Bortles hater, is that fair? Uh, let's just say I'm a Blake Bortles. I'm not a, I'm not a fan. Uh, okay. See, and then also you get other hot takes about, uh, as we just, just discussed before the show, Ezekiel Elliott stuff. Yeah. So you'll get you get some of that stuff too. So you're warned about what's going to be coming from your way. So Jaguars, Reno, and uh, just uh, other other stuff. Yeah. But here's where we get to. It's it, follow him along. He hey, you give a little swear too. So I guess if you want PG thirteen, stay away sometimes. I, I'm no <laughs> I'm known to throw an F bomb here and there. Hey, so is Matt. So so is Matt Kennerly. So it's okay. okay. Well, we're kindred spirits, basically. Exactly. We uh, we um yeah, it's everything. Say we don't stick to sports all the time, which none of us do, so that's fine. I don't care. If you follow us, hey, our MWC wire accounts, we got very close at some point, but just because when it crosses over, when you got New Mexico players taking a knee, which is fine, do their thing. If you got player A doing this, Kaepernick stuff, it happens. But um, let's get to football. Week uh, crap, we're already week eight. Is that true? Yeah, it, it goes by so. No it goes by so fast. we wait all year and, it, and it, all year all summer for 15 and weeks and it's gone in like three months essentially it's like it's the shortest season that you talk about year it round is. right but we talked football okay this week what we, this weekend was crazy we had a doubleheader friday night we had fresno who saw that coming nobody boy <laughs> boise might be better but let's just get to the games here we'll start with the games let's start with your game um nevada Take it on um, Air Force. Can we give Nevada another 90 seconds on the clock? How about we give them – I better still. How about we give them a defense? 12-man? <laughs> we give them a defense. 12-man? That too. Uh, man, just – their def- – I mean, their – I feel like the offense has come a long way from whatever that was back in September where they just – really couldn't get out of the way a little bit of promise in the northwestern game and then it just cratered with toledo oh excuse me northwestern toledo then it just kind of cratered with the idaho state game and then was just a a mess when they went out to Pullman against washington state mainly because jay norvell wanted to mix and match his quarterbacks i mean what did he want to do because i said during okay, I've met you. You probably heard this before, but you hear me say it. Okay, had they stuck with Ty Ganji, they probably wouldn't have beat Toledo. They, the record still might be the same. There's a very good chance it could still be the same. However, look what they've done the past few weeks. Like forgetting, put the defense aside. Okay, they beat Hawaii, who has some defensive players on their team. 
They beat the Rams, whose front seven's good, but it wasn't that game. And they beat Air Force, whose defense has been up or down. However, they scored 100 points in the past three games. 100 points. Over 100 points. Would there be any difference by sticking with Ty Ganji? Because, like you said, Northwestern, a little promise. He still was under 50% a little bit. But had they stuck with him versus Toledo, Idaho State, you'd probably have still have David Cornwall on the roster as a backup. And you wouldn't have... Uh, burned the red shirt of Cayman who got pulled after like five five attempts or something in one of these early games. It's just been a mess. It took them time to figure out, but would you have do you think anything would be different had they stuck with Gangy the whole way? I think the offense would have had some rhythm. Um or had some feel of consistency. In the sense of Gangy's the starter and you're not yanking Gangy or Kurt Kanan or David Cornwell. Uh, yeah, Cornwell. <laughs> He's been gone so long. Uh I think he would have had some sense of consistency. Uh, I felt that they would have beaten Idaho State because Idaho State was a terrible FCS team. They would have at least had two wins. Uh, they would have put up maybe somewhat of a better, better fight against Washington State. Put it to you like this. They would have scored more than seven points uh, <laughs> against Washington State. But I felt there would, there should have been, there would be a little bit more consistency in the offense that would have ran into October where, hey, they might have been in a few games. Maybe. They, yeah, maybe beat Fresno. Who yes. knows? Oh, uh, maybe. Oh, uh, Fresno. We'll, we'll, we'll get to them, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, we, yeah, definitely. So that, so this game here, let's get – because I felt – you're right. I think the record still might be the same. Maybe a little bit better. But, what, two, three wins max? They maybe, be, maybe they beat Air Force. Yeah, two but wins. This offense, like if – yeah, if well, yeah. If you look at my quarterback ratings, I made a huge shakeup last week. I put, I moved up Ganji. I move up Marcus McMarion. Did you know before this game, Ganji had the most touchdowns in conference play, tied for first with ten? I did not know. I would have got, I would have gathered maybe McMarion as the quarterback. No, he had only five. Oh, uh, either McMarion or you know, obviously Nick Stevens. But wow, not not Ganji. But that, but that again, that goes so, real to quick. the offense finding the truth. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying real quick. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that. We may we we may stumble against each other. We have we're not consistently podcast partners here. But real quick, Stevens twelve, Ganji twelve touchdowns. Next closest is McMarion with six. So like I moved up Ganji extremely high because of what he did. He's still completing over two thirds of his passes. Yeah, the interceptions, it's not great. With uh, It's only four, it looks like, if I'm correct. Sorry. Yeah, four there. So he's one of the best quarterbacks of the conference. Where would you put this offense overall before we get to Air Force? Like, they beat her, they played close to Air Force. Is their offense better? Like, where would you put their offense overall? Because it looks like they may have also found a running game. Potentially, they kind of been hit or miss on that. But look what uh, Kelton Moore is finally doing. 100 yards this game. What he's been doing the past, what do you have, 200 yards yeah, a couple weeks ago? against the Hawaii. Against yeah, the Hawaii. Hawaii. I'd have to see what yeah. But then twenty nine versus CSU. So where would you like? Where would you rank? Put their offense overall because defense notwithstanding, because yeah. uh, <laughs> I would say. Oh, we're talking about like numbers, ranks, or like grades, just just kind of like where do you? How do you think they would be? Like, are they better than Colorado no. State? <laughs> I mean, they're there. They're there. They're. I feel like they're right there with Colorado okay. State. Just San San Diego State. Ooh, uh, they're neck and neck. I would say. I, I would say so. Let me back up. I think they're better than San Diego because I feel their offense is a little bit more explosive where San Diego State's is is still when it's working potent. 
But I think San Diego, excuse me, I think Nevada's offense is right there with San Diego State. It's not better. They're so overall, they're right in that mix with the Colorado State offense and the Fresno State offense. I'd be surprised to say that okay. two months ago, but there we go. I no kidding. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? Just real quick, just some, these are some basic numbers here, really quick. We'll move on. But like yards per play, they're second, six point eight seven yards per game, which is not the best stat, but they're um, third in your in this conference play. So they've been their offense is as good as anybody in the league. Like if you look at the Colorado State game, forty yeah, forty four forty two, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and then this week they score another forty two points again, eighty four points in two games. So. They defense, man. It's like what I say at the Lobos years ago or past couple years. Give me a decent defense, yeah. they'd probably be really good. And so having them turn this around, they're gonna be I think Nevada that's finally get they're finally figured out. First year coach, like Matt Mummy, Timmy Chang, all these guys out there figuring things out. So after the Air Force game, like watching this game, it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for the entire for basically the whole game. Forty five forty two basically came down to who had the ball last. And Air Force like, <laughs> defense, man. Five, holy crap! I did. This, I gotta look up this record for Air Force. Ninety-one rushes, five hundred and fifty yards. <laughs> Three guys had a hundred yards. Nearly a fourth in Aaron Worthman. This um, can we get on some extra eligibility for like um, Ian Sayal or something? Can you yeah, come back? Ian Sayal, Brock Hecking. Um, yeah, Brock Hecking. Any, yeah. Anybody? Come on. I mean, Get the guys off the street if you can. Uh, if I, and I think a, a stat I read Friday night by Chris Murray of the Reno Gazette uh, mentioned that the five or six the five hundred yards excuse me let me back up the total number of yards Nevada gave up was the most since they kept they kept track of them if if I'm reading the stat correctly <laughs> if I remember the stat since, correctly. since they started yeah. tracking so it. So ever, ever, right? We'll go with ever. Um, we'll go with ever forever. Uh, it just was good, and and all credit to Air Force's rushing attack between McVeigh and Ronald Cleveland and Wortham, who almost broke a hundred yards. And the new guy, the freshman, who's this guy, man? You got um um Taven Berta, who's this guy? Freshman hundred yards, yeah, hundred yards out of, out the bat. I mean, kudos to him. Fifty. He had sixty yards. Yeah, sixty yards coming into the game, and only played him four games. And at five yards a pop. <laughs> well, they're not playing run defense. They're not playing run defense. That's for certain. Uh, yeah, it's just Air Force. And going back to that last possession. Oh, excuse me. The Air Force's last possession after Nevada scored. Three minutes left. Too much time. You gotta get. And I me- and I mentioned this in the recap. You gotta get a stop. You have to. I mean, you don't. You don't have to run around be the uh, Alabama or the eighty-five Bears, but you gotta get a stop. And they failed to get a stop, not just in that possession, but in the whole game. As you mentioned, it was back and forth. Yeah. The, yeah, that drive they converted a trio. Air Force that is twelve plays, pretty quick drive for twelve plays, sixty-two yards, about four minutes. They converted what three first three down, third three down. third downs on that drive, or no? Um, sorry, is that two or three? Hold on, let's see. One, as I'm tracking your one, no, two third, yeah, two third downs. They called the timeout on that last play. They moved back. They gained like one yard on third and ten. So they converted a couple of third downs. Like, like you said, get a just stop. Just one. You just one stop. Get going a stop. Over. And and then and then also the personal foul went their favor. <laughs> Second and five. 
They get pushed back. Second, so you're at the 21-yard line. That's a 38-yard field goal for a college kicker. That's yep. that's a ways out there. That's borderline. You're like, probably should make it, probably not. Then they get a um, – was there a penalty or something? Because, oh, no, they got right. seven yards on the second and 21. It, it's like, it, God, it, you're right there. You got to right. push back. They, Do something. They, they could not – they were un, unable, unable to get a, any stop. And they literally shot themselves in the foot. It was – I hearken it back to the Colorado State game last uh, a week week earlier, where they just could yeah. not stop. And it's similar offenses. I mean, similar in the type of explosiveness of the offense. Colorado State's a little bit more balanced. Air Force, you were going to ground you or go ground and pound. But they, either way, they couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's a couple of notes. This is just the stats for this game are just re- unrealistic. That almost a, over a thousand yards total offense, thirty six first downs for Air Force, twenty one for Nevada. Did you see the time of possession on this I, game? I think I saw it real quick and sort of brushed it off. Yeah, a lot I to a little. Much. It was like yeah, forty one, forty one, forty one. That's here's the thing. Too. That's absurd. They're also like Nevada should have won this game. Like that that part, but like. They forced 18 third downs for Air Force. They convert 12. Two, Air Force was 2-2 two two on fourth downs. Air, Nevada was minus 2 in the turnover margin. Penalty-wise, favor Nevada. Everything in this game, all but, well, not all everything, but just look at those numbers, like those specific ones, they should have won this game. And as much as we, in these last few minutes, and I have on uh, the last few weeks, bash Nevada, uh, the Wolfpack's defense, they did get turnovers. They did get the fumble and they did get the interception. And you're right. Mm-hmm. The penalties, they were in fact, you know, was, they had two less penalties and they still couldn't get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And, the and the yards as well. They were right also, there, but yeah, the get a stop. Turnovers? <laughs> plus four, 14 points on turnovers. They did everything they needed to do. They scored off turnovers. And I guess if you really want to go back to it, you got the uh, field goal. A couple of field goals. That was kind of the difference. They had that first quarter or second quarter field goal when they made it uh, 17-14. And then they go 20-14. But then here's the thing. Back-to-back touchdowns by yes. Air Force. That was a killer. I said kind of. 28-20. Or, yeah, 28-20 back-to-back. And then they put end of the half, which, whatever, two minutes left. You could get like, a field goal or something. But it's just it comes down to that. Defense making stops. They made turnovers great. But 12-18 on third down. Forcing 18 third downs, yeah. that's pretty good. But they get too many uh, big plays. Like this rushing attack, like I always say, when you're playing in Mexico, playing um, Air Force here, give up the yards. Who cares how many yards you give up, essentially? But 38, 43, 50, all these yard, yards gained on over 20-plus, 30-plus, 40-plus yard gains. You can't win that type of game. Give up 500 yards, but make them average four yards a carry. Hey. Don't let them go for – I don't think yeah. I need my calculator for this, but 95, 550 divided by 91 – Oh, no, what's it? Eight yards, seven yards it. of carry? No, no, five yards, six, six yards of carry? Too much. So get a stuck. Come on. Who's Nevada's DC? Do we know who Jeff this guy Castillo is? I don't know his name. The defensive coordinator. <laughs> Come on, and Castillo. He, what are you doing? It's a first year. It's first year for him. They installing a brand new defense, the three three five, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a new team, new defense, new system. It's gonna, it'll, it's gonna take time, but. At this point, at this juncture in the season, you have to show some form of improvement. And with the bye week they have, 
coming up, maybe they'll get some improvement. But <laughs> I'll say they go to Boise yeah, in two but weeks. But I feel like. Oh, go ahead. Are you? No, I'm just, no you're gonna probably okay, answer my I question. Say, ahead, I feel yeah. like there's some room for improvement. Yeah, they have Boise, and we'll get to them. we'll get to them in a moment. They do have San Jose, San Jose State. And they face San Diego State, whose defense... Oh, excuse me. San Diego's mental. And then they face which to me much more weeks. I'm here. I'm still here. Okay. All right. So let me ask you this here. Really As quick. a whole? Yes. I, I feel like they are, are you, in are a you sense optimistic they're for a lot the better than they were. Like, are they playing better? Like you would mentioned think. earlier, September was just a, so bad. I think offensively they're making strides. Defensively, they're getting a few turnovers. I, I do you feel think like they're, they're going to have. That's oh, okay. We'll, 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 a we'll leave this in. Who cares? Are they playing better? Type of defense. The, do you think they're playing better? Turnovers here because I don't trust them yes. to make. <laughs> I don't trust them to get off field consistently on defense. So I, I would put on a whole they're better. They're getting better, and I and I said this to my. I said I thought at the beginning of the season with Nevada. Their improvement's not going to necessarily come in wins and losses. It's going to be how you're going to be from month to month, from September to October. They're better. Okay, from October to November, they have to take another step up. Are they going to win a lot of games? I don't know, but I feel they're getting better. Okay. <laughs> all right one two two last things before we move on so this is what this might be the one of the most bizarre stats of the game despite everything we mentioned air force's defense had zero sacks mm-hmm. zero tackles for loss and zero qb hurries for a guy who threw for 35 passes play a couple of games early in the season and now it's not and we know the defense isn't good but i'm like is that right is I this think- stat sheet i'm looking at correct but, uh, better. I, all right one more question here I somebody because it's a byu question so sorry to bring that up to you but <sighs> that, somebody the same they play a couple more teams somebody asked a question kind of off the wall we'll go with it I, who's better you. byu or nevada right now utah black got to them i believe it was mississippi state if i'm looking at correctly ecu ecu I'll pray nope. for you. I'll pray for you. <laughs> East Carolina last night. <laughs> hey, they play next. They have a bye week. Or, you know, the 28th. No, sorry. San Jose had a bye week this week. BYU's hosting San Jose. I'm going to be at that game. Mm. That's going to be just awful. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I need all the help I can get. Luckily, hey, I could uh, drown my – they now have caffeine soda at um, Mr. Pibb, Coca-Cola, regular soda state, there right? at BYU. Compared to the old days of caffeine-free Diet Coke, I'd take partake See, in a fresca. So I'm going to down a few Mr. Pibb while I'm there. But institute. here's what I'm saying. I said this before when I talked about um, Utah just State, BYU. Comedy. We've, we've seen oh, points from, the, from Nevada. Are they going to beat San Jose State? BYU can't score points. However – like, really quick, since we're going to talk BYU for a second, are they going to beat any Mountain West team this year? 
Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> they do. They cannot <laughs> end in a tie. <laughs> oh, they're they're not beating they're they're not beating Fresno. Um <laughs> They're not beating Montel Aaron is is quarterback and he's they, better um, than as long as everybody else they've put in there. He's healthy, so maybe. Yeah, I just we know that I, it's established that being because they still got maybe they still they got UNLV, UNLV Hawaii and Fresno. <sighs> it's just so bad and just I. It's I at Fresno. It's at UNLV. It's at Hawaii. Maybe UNLV depends if it's just fallen so maybe? far and, and you're close to it than I am. They're going zero um, and six. You oh, cover six? the team. It just. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just <laughs> remarkably bad. <laughs> yeah, I worked. I covered the team for years. Yes, right. Yes, this is honestly this is. This is not hyperbole, and I know it's not a BYU show, but we talk enough about them because they play. <laughs> not, not kidding aside, worst team ever. This potentially be worst team ever because clearly the worst team since Lavelle Edwards took over now is at 72, I want to say, and they were bad before he came over. He's the reason they're anything good. And so there's other topics we can weave down. Right. Maybe we'll in the second here, but this worst team I've ever seen. And also it's always, hey, did you know Tanner Mangum, co-MVP with Jameis Winston? That's like a decade ago. Come on. Get, their defense is okay, but they've lost a few injuries. But I said, like, if you're anybody's heard this podcast, going back to last year when we talk about spring and fall, summer stuff, they had no running back because, okay, yeah, replacing Jamal Williams, NFL running back, hard to do. Losing um, your wide receivers who weren't very good last year, that's a trouble. And when your best receiver is a tight end redshirt freshman, your quarterback seemed did pretty – honestly, Mangum did good the first year he came in when Taysom Hill got hurt a couple years ago. Defense is okay. Defense lost like their best two players. Francis Bernard is gone. He actually had a D arrested for DUI last night, which is unfortunate for him. Whatever happened with that, losing other defenders on their team. Like this is honestly their worst team ever. And I'm not just saying that just because I'm here. This is their worst team ever. They're not going to a bowl game this year. I don't think they are. And then also people bring it up to us or me because we talk about BYU. They play in the league or against the league. I've covered them. They know I talk about them. Are they going to go back to the conference? I'll say no because they get too much money. And here's here's what it comes down to, not to make BYU about too much of BYU, but the overschedule, Wisconsin, Utah, Boise, Mississippi State, they're getting paid from that. They're getting paid from ESPN for their nice, what, um, 750K? Yeah, whatever they get, at least a minimum of half a million, we don't know for sure, per home game. Until that dries up, there's no reason for them to come to a, a conference like the Mountain West or American or whatever. But here's the thing. I kind of saw this coming years ago because – you see the schedule. Look, they got look who they got up upcoming. They got all these good teams: LSU, Wisconsin. They're playing USC, UCLA, Stanford. All these good teams: Utah, Boise, coming up on the schedule. And so, the thing that comes down to it really quick, like anything in the Mountain West, recruiting rankings. They're not increasing in recruiting rankings because they're still at the 50, 60 range. But they're playing. What does LSU get recruiting? Top ten. Mississippi State. They're at bat, not a good SEC team. Top twenty five at best. And so. If they're going to come back to Mountain West, if ever, which some ADs within the school and presidents aren't so keen on, which is fine, it's if that money dries up from their ESPN deal. And they're, and some guy from KSL.com, uh, who I've worked with before, basically saying they're taking money over victories. 
it's not it's a little bit of the coaching staff because any team can UNLV might be able to play defensive against them and play well, but if they're gonna come back, that's what that's what it's gonna take. Like, yeah, new coaching staff, like look what Nevada's going through. They have all this new staff, terrible, they're figuring things out. BYU's not, and it's year two. So when they play UNLV, Hawaii, Fresno, I don't know, it's not gonna happen. But that's not BYU talk. Let's move on, I guess. Yeah. And real quick, I don't and real quick about BYU. Mm-hmm. I'll you mentioned their schedule. They're, they're not a conference. You're not walking. If you, you know, like you mentioned, they're playing LSU. They're playing Mississippi State. They're playing Wisconsin. They're getting serious bread from that. Yeah. And if they, on the, and as an independent, they're keeping that money. If they were in the Mountain West, they'd have to share it with. Well, no, Nevada not the and, not the payout money, TV money. Oh no, TV money, TV money. Yeah. That, I'm, I was thinking payout money, but yeah. But both, but still, so, if you add that together, why, they're yeah. Why split A? It's you get a hundred percent. It's almost like 100% of the profit. Why am I going to share with anybody else? So I will, they'll take these L's. And for now. Maybe they'll, well, get, yeah. for how and maybe they'll get better down the road. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. But, like, really quick, like, I think when I was doing my show at BYU a couple years ago, when Boise went to the Fiesta Bowl, they got about $10 million, including the big money bowl game. BYU went to just some standard bowl game, not big money, got almost the same amount. Yeah. So that's what it tells mm-hmm. you. And then, like, really quickly, like next year, they got at Arizona, Cal, at Wisconsin, at Washington. They got Utah, at Tennessee, USC, Washington, Arizona State, at Minnesota. They're getting seven-figure checks for a lot of these teams that aren't home and home. So it'll take a lot for them to uh, want to come back to Mountain West. So Yeah, and let's I go don't see with the money. <laughs> no, I'm like, again, it depends if they're if they're going to take money over wins. Because living here, more like three kids flipped to Utah recently recruits because why go to BYU when they're thinking – like, oh, we're playing this great schedule. We got Boise State, top team in the Mountain West. We're playing Toledo, who's good. East Carolina, they're usually good down, but then they got all these Pac-12, SEC teams. Yeah, they'll bump up to maybe 30 or 40 recruiting rankings. That's not happening. They're going to Utah. They're going to the Pac-12. Alabama's coming in and getting guys. SEC's coming in and getting guys from the state because there's actually more talent. So they're thinking, oh, we're going to play a better schedule. Yes, they're getting some better players or in contention, but they're not landing those guys, and that's ultimately where even a Boise State or – Mexico or Nevada were to play these big schedules get better and then also there's the honor code stuff with the faith you're usually getting guys who have the Mormon faith there to go to school 95% or whatever it is on the football team or population maybe maybe higher but there's that as well and they're not getting these great guys so when they play UNLV Fresno it's all road games we'll see but you ready for next game game two yes I guess yes only game two we gotta speed this thing up man I know all right (laughs) all right so we got Colorado State New Mexico so the week prior, Lobos um, laid a goose egg versus Fresno, which we were all jaw-dropped because they could not run the ball at all. Right. This game, they did better. Tyron Owens, who came out of nowhere, 159 yards, touchdown. Here, they, This game was over because of the second quarter. The Rams, three touchdowns, ended up winning 27-24. This is a game where the Rams did everything right. They threw the ball well, Nick Stevens. Izzy Matthews, Dalen Dawkins ran the ball well. Everybody's catching the ball. I did notice, it was interesting, did you know, like, during the broadcast, New Mexico or Albuquerque is higher than Denver in terms, at sea level? In terms of elevation? Yeah, I did not know that. I, I didn't either. I figured anywhere in Colorado or the, <laughs> lack of a better term, what, Wyoming is, yeah. yeah not have, Wyoming, but yeah. Yeah, would have more higher elevation. I didn't think Albuquerque would be, but, huh, interesting. Yeah, it's because they're going through, I'm like, okay, where are they at? Because they're, I've been to Albuquerque, it's... It looks pretty nice, desert, but like I'm out here in Utah, a ton of mountains. There's not many mountains in Albuquerque, so I kind of figured you're like maybe 4,500, maybe 3,800, but no, they're like 5,700 feet. And so they're mentioning, which I kind of think it's some overthinking it, elevation, 
like the Colorado Rockies baseball thing. Get the humidor right. in there. Like, hey, maybe Nick Stevens is overthrowing passes because altitude. I'm like, <laughs> really? Fort Collins is probably within 500 feet, and you're saying that extra bit's going to cost him to overthrow Johnson or Michael Gallup three times? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. I'm like, oh. Well, but yeah. what do you think about happening? Because I think the Rams missed some opportunities. They could have won more. Because the, like those overthrows, whichever you want to believe, either Miss Q or the altitude played a factor. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like, and New Mexico came back, you know, outscored them, I think, 14 to 6 in the second half to keep it a close game. Uh, I'm real big on Colorado State's offense. Um, I love Nick Stevens. I love their, uh, you mentioned uh, Dalen Dawkins, Izzy Matthews. I love their offense. I think they are the best offense in the conference. Uh, defense. Uh, better than Nevada's. It's iffy. <laughs> better than Nevada's. <laughs> not saying much. No. Not saying much, by the no. way. Oh, uh, <laughs> obviously not. But I, I feel like I feel like if they could shore up their defense a little bit, I think Colorado State's going to be a team that's going to be. They're going to stand and fall on their offense. They're going to stand on Nick on on Nick Stevens and that talented group of skilled position players they have. Oh. Uh, where they get trouble, where they get trouble is they run across an offense that that can really put pressure on their defense. And New Mexico was able to, but it was late in the game. And late in the game, and New Mexico is the type of team where I feel like they need to be close. They they're not equipped to come back. If I, if if I'm not if no, I'm, be, I'm not off they, based on that, yeah. We are calling them the throw bows, but they're no, not quite there uh, yet. I figured they'd be a little bit better of a throwing team, but eh, kind of hard to try to hard for the leopard to change spots. Uh, yeah, yeah, it takes uh, a while. But I, but I feel like Colorado State again going to rise and fall on their offense, and the defense can do just enough to get by. <laughs> yeah, the the thing that ended the game really for them was the uh, fumble. Like there's a uh, Lobos turned it over a couple times. Late in the game where it was a 24-17, UNL, or not UNLV, sorry, New Mexico fumbled on their first play, Richard McCorley. Maybe that's why, I don't know, he didn't play that well this game. But they pick it up, Rams do at their own 35. They have a nice five-minute drive. Then, dang, boot a 52-yard field goal to go up by, to go up, to get that 10-point lead. And then the Lobos took too long. Like, they had their extremely efficient. It was only four minutes, but they go down the field, get a touchdown, but then they get the onside kick, but then they cannot uh, can't convert because they were sacked on fourth and four. So they had a chance to get in for the field goal. And, and this team, like the Rams, the Lobos defense is interesting. It's kind of good. It's kind of not. But Lobos, I mean, the Rams offense here, they, they took chances. Like they go for it on fourth and one on the first drive. Go all the, Both teams actually did. They both, as it kind of interesting, the first two drives, no punts. They both go for it on fourth down. And then Lobos strike first. Lobos missed a field goal early on as well, which is a big deal, 40-yarder. And so there, that came back to bite him a little bit. And it was just field goal touchdown a little bit in that first half. You're up 21-10. Like you said, Lobos aren't, even though they did come back, they can't really come back because their drives take too long for the most part. Well, they did have a 46-second drive on two plays, 72 yards. But still, typically, they're not right. a fast and strike off. Looking at their passing, uh, Lamar Jordan went 2-3 for 48 yards. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name, so I do apologize. Tavaka Tua Tuatoy? Tuatoy? Yeah, that's okay. a, okay. about right. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll take it. 
pet peeve of mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, I want to get the names right, but he went five for sixteen for eighty four yards. That's that's not going to cut it. You know, and rushing as a team collectively, they went total forty eight attempts for three eighteen. So while the running game is going to be there for New, for New Mexico, the passing game especially wasn't there, and especially going up against the Colorado State defense, going to obviously pitch it around balanced, but they're a balanced team that likes to pitch, throw the ball around. 19 attempts for 132 yards is going to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the, like, look, was that's, like, 202 is thrown better in this game. Like, if they go 7 for 14, that's fine, but 5 of 16 is just terrible. Had he gone 10 of 16, 5 of 9, that's yeah. fine, but that's, he didn't turn it over, but too many completions, and that's Part of it, when you look at kind of look at what they had to do on long situations, they were only two of twelve on third downs, and they allowed the Rams seven fifteen. So like the Lobos had chances, but they couldn't convert on long situations. They went for it on fourth down five times. Too, too many penalties. Like this game, like not that the it's a, it's an evenly matched game. Like both teams had were poor in turnovers for or not turnovers, but um, penalties. Time session about the same. Lobos ran what they want to run, but it just came down to not converting when they needed to. The fumble that led two points for the field for Rams field goal late. They missed their own field goal. It's kind of shot themselves the foot. Fumble, missed field goal. Okay, third down. Yeah, two of twelve. That's not great, but you got to get some of those. And Rams are a team like the only like their defense is pretty good. I think overall, it's their secondary is terrible. Yeah. So maybe that's why they wanted to throw more. Because if you watch like the Oregon State game, they're missed throws down the field. They were forcing everything underneath, but their secondary can be had, and the Lobos aren't there to be able to go downfield to take advantage of that weakness and. That's kind of what it came down to, like not throwing the ball efficiently enough on their level. Like if they have 130 yards, I don't care. Go seven of twelve. That's fine. But they just, like I said, fumble, miss field goal, and two of twelve on third downs. Kind of five and eleven, but hit some big plays in passing. Um, I'm looking at their receivers. You know, their the total number, the yards of receivers. We mentioned, you know, 132 yards passing isn't going to cut it. You know, 63 yards for Drennan, 27 yards for Williams. Hugh Drennan, yeah. yeah uh, just, I don't mind. Right. I, I don't mind. It's fine, but it's just. I, it, right. Efficiency. You can't I, go seven of them. Right. I don't mind those, you those be small seven number of attempt, oh, attempts. We can agree on this. I don't mind the small number of attempts, but you got to maximize, you know, and I'm sorry to clap, but <laughs> the audience, but, but I think you got to really maximize those attempts. You, if, if you just throw it 19 times, you only get a very nice 6.9 yards a clip. That's not going to cut it. <laughs> not against Colorado State. <laughs> no. They're, they're, but here's the thing, too. They held them to like 24 points. 27 points. Or 27 yeah, points. Yeah. That's pretty good. That I mean, again, we mentioned, you know, with the New Mexico, with New Mexico's defense, they're better than they were, I would say, a year, a year or two years ago, but they're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and use them use them as a measuring stick. They're a little bit better than the Nevada's. <laughs> Not saying much, but still. Exactly. All right, so move on to Saturday. Um. Oh, sorry. I, make, I was making myself a note, and I put a wrong word. In there. That's okay. Let's move on. <laughs> put a note in our timeline here <laughs> to add something. Not sad. All right. So maybe this game is sad. Utah State 52, UNLV 28. Um, so what defense would you rather have, Brandon? UNLV or Nevada's? 
Yes. Play the fifth. <laughs> I, I want to. Um, so many, so many amendments to the we, Constitution. I can only choose one. I plead the fifth. <laughs> it's. <I'm, laughs> it's. There you go. Woo, UNLV's defense. And this is the second week in a row where UNL's defense failed to protect the lead, and that's really a disservice to their running game. I'm really big. I'm really big on uh, Lexington Thomas, mm-hmm. uh, the running back there. I think he's a phenomenal talent uh, for for the Rebels. But they go up, I believe they went up 28-7, to seven, if I'm saying, if I'm remembering the score, 21-7, 21-7. Yeah, they, and, 21-7 and 28-14. They were up two scores going into the second quarter. And Utah State just eradicated that lead and if you're UNLV and you have aspirations of going to a bowl for the first time in forever uh, your defense has to be better and I and I meant going into the season I felt looking at UNLV I figured the offense was last year there was you would say average a little had their moments the defense was horrendous and they lost starters from last year's defense they had their defense had to be so much good better for them to even think about going to a ball. And here we are, seven games into their season. It's the same as it ever was for them. And ugh, just not good. They can't they can't continue to blow these second half blow these leads like that. Yeah, and, and here's a couple of things too. Well, one thing we should mention: um, Armani Rogers left the game with a parrot yeah. concussion, which doesn't help. And he was in the game when um, I believe is he came yeah, out like late, late second, second half or first half. He yeah, late second quarter. Kurt Kurt Palandek, who's been quarterback before for them, had to come in cold to play. He's not the same dynamic guy. Like Rogers isn't anything amazing yet, but he look what he did in his time in this game. He can run the ball. He um, was 5 of 12, obviously not good, but he had 75 yards and two touchdowns in his time on the ground. So he's able to do other things when, the, when his arm isn't working, despite them having guys like uh, uh, Devontae Boyd, who had no catches, and he was hurt too in the first quarter. And Kendall Keyes had he had ended up with four catches, but Boyd got banged up as well. So when you lose a guy like Rodgers, who being your quarterback for the whole season, and he, whatever, he, he, he's showing promise. He's not there yet. But that's that's it takes a hit too because Paladek, was only, wasn't much better. Two picks, clearly worse. Eight of eighteen. Utah State's defense is really good with uh, Jalen Davis back there making plays. They they didn't really get to the quarterback that much. They had what two sacks. That's okay, but they they had two picks. Like Dallin Love had a great pick. They were just all over Palandek and the running game. Just kind of it was a different team. They got shut out in the second half, and the defense couldn't hold. <laughs> I don't expect the defense to hold really, but give it to Utah. State. <laughs> I'm just saying that's true. Come on, <laughs> and. Points off turnovers, too. Ten points off turnovers in the second half for Utah State. And then, also, I'm safe to say that Utah State's now going to be 100% the Jordan Love business in quarterback. He is uh, – he's he is – Jordan Love's – and it's very inspirational in the sense that I've seen that game. I was very impressed with him. Uh, numbers – focusing on the numbers. Went 19 for 27, 300 yards, two touchdowns coming off of the – coming off the pine for the Aggies. He's he's got to be their starter going into the rest of the way through. Uh, the Aggies defense was pretty much as they were, very solid. 
uh, in limiting the Rebels' rushing attack, which, going back to the Rebels, in a way, sort of, sort of. Uh, sort but of. Like, you, like I believe what you mentioned, once Rodgers went left with the injury, they were kind of a wrap. But, yeah, well, second half, no t- no points, so though. They, they held the rushing game in check in the second half. And so, you know, you're right, second half, first half, UNLV did what they want. It's like the Air Force. They give up that 27-0 lead and lost. This game, not as big as lead, but you're running attack. I don't – maybe they thought the threat of Rodgers was too much. Like, they maybe Utah State's like, they know Palandek can run, but not as dynamic, so they just kind of will let Palandek beat you in the air, and they couldn't. So they stacked the and, box. And with UNLV, it seems like they have to – with Rodgers – the passing game has to be a lot better for them. I feel. I think the running game is there with Rodgers and Thomas when health Rodgers went healthy. But if they don't get that passing game going, it, it it's very easy to like, shut down UNLV if I'm not off base on that. Uh, and we got the game on Saturday to prove it as much. You know, once when Rodgers went down, that offense was just non-existent and credit to the Aggies defense as well for that in getting that in, and stopping them. Yeah. We'll see Utah state. I, I think I, I got to see if I predicted them. I did my bull projections this morning or late last night, post them this afternoon. They are sitting at what, four, and four. four and four in conference, but four and four. I think I put them in a bowl game this week for whatever reason I decided to, but if they stick with them, um, they stick with uh, Jordan Love there because I love Kent Myers what he did as a freshman, but he hasn't really been great all his career. He had to be he got jerked around a little bit with Chucky Keaton came back, which wasn't all that fair. But I stuck Utah State. Um, I did not stick them a bowl game this this time around. I went with uh, Boise, Air Force, Hawaii, San Diego State, Fresno, and CSU. They can still make a bowl game, but if you look at who they play the rest of the way, because obviously you know he's out. They got um, a couple games left. They got Boise State at home, which probably not. New Mexico, maybe. Like, they have three games that are maybe. But they go two New Mexico and two Air Force. I don't think they'll do I think they'll be five and seven. But I just think that's – um. I don't know. It's They could win three of those four, but I don't think they're going to do it. I think it's potential, but I just I had them – I and listening to you and Matt's uh, pre, going previews for each individual teams throughout the, the offseason, I had you know, – excuse me, I had Utah at like five and seven. I figured their schedule, mm-hmm. you know, I, I figure if they were in the West, the Western Division, they'd be a bowl team hands down. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think they can make a bowl. Uh, Boise, yeah, it's at the turf. It's at it's it's in Boise. It's in the blue turf. Oh, no, Logan, no, no, I'm sorry. No, I it's at Logan. I'm sorry. No, it's at home. Uh, oh, my glasses, Brandon. Uh, uh, at, <laughs> at, mm, you, they do get Boise. In Logan, that gives them a chance. Boise, I think they're not as impressive. But we'll get to them when they play Wyoming. Um, we will get to them when we recap Wyoming. Um, yeah. New Mexico, I think they could beat New Mexico. Hawaii, Air Force. I mean, these are without right without John and, Asura and, too. And these are not You know, these world beaters that Utah State is facing. I think they can make a bowl. I, I honestly think they can make a bowl. I, I thought I felt like they would be close going into the season, but if Jordan Love keeps playing like he did, 
and Jalen Davis and that defense stays at a pretty good, very good level, who's to say they can't win two of those games? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because we look at their schedule, like who they lost to, the only game that I questioned they could win is Wake Forest, but I guess they're way better. But you look about yeah. it, lost Wisconsin, expected. Colorado State, expected. Wyoming, pretty much expected for the most part. UNLV, yes, expected to win versus UNLV. BYU, I pick, I did my stupid upset pick. That's kind of a surprise a little bit. But then, but end of the way, like, look at FPI real quick. Host Boise, they're giving them a 33% chance to win. Depends what Boise's defense comes right. up comes up because they've been hit or miss. They at New Mexico, I'm kind of surprised. They're favored at New Mexico, 52%. Hawaii at home, 86, and then at Air Force, 41%. It's almost a toss-up. So there's a pretty good chance they can win at least two of those games. If I were to pick two, I'd probably say Hawaii, and I guess I'll go with the favorites here: Hawaii and yeah, New Mexico. Yeah, I, I figured I'm with you on that. At New Mexico, even though they got to travel to Al- travel to Albuquerque, I think they could really put the clamps down on the Lobos offense and Hawaii they get them on they get them in Logan. So and even Air and even if I had to rank them of those final four, I think the better chances are gonna be New Mexico, Air Hawaii, Air Force, and Boise. In terms of better chance of winning. Interesting. Um I think they can make a bowl. I mean six and six, you know Depending on what's available, you know, there's 6,700 bowls that are that are out there. They gotta fill them up. <laughs> I think so. So, all right, let's go to. Uh, well, they did. We did lose the uh, poinsettia. Yeah, that's sad. I'm, I'm for your audience. I'm in Florida, but in Pensacola, Florida. But I was for a time. I was in San Diego, so I was familiar with like the Holiday Bowl and the poinsettia bowl. It's a nice little thing, you know. Sort of an advertisement to the Holiday Bowl. When they lost that bowl, I was just disappointed. <laughs> it's tough, yeah. People like San Diego in December. Why not? <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next game here. Um, we'll save the we'll save the Fresno game for last. Let's go Boise State versus Wyoming. Um, Boise won 24-14. Unfortunately, no safety dance this game, but we did have a high hurdle from Alexander Madison, so I guess that kind of works out. Not the eh, same, but it's okay. I'd rather have the not safety dance, but yeah. I'll fight with the high hurdle. <laughs> so here, I, you've probably heard exactly. Yeah, go for it. If you can jump jump over a deep or linebacker or whatever, go for it. So twenty four fourteen. If people have heard me before, um, Josh Allen. Oh boy. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on Josh Allen before people people heard me enough? I'll just give a stat line really quick, and people will know where I stand. Twelve of twenty seven, one thirty one, one TD, two picks. I'll okay. leave it there. You take over now. You me. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you follow him, uh, Charles McDonald, uh, Forberts. If you're not following him, follow him. He's excellent. Uh, Charles McDonald. Charles McDonald. Uh, good guy. He, he sort of breaks down the players also, uh, in terms of the quarterbacks for the NFL. We all, him, you, and myself, all sort of have this crusade. Not a crusade, just a... Well, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll say um, against the scouts who want to who prop Josh Allen up as a prop as a NFL prospect. I've seen Josh Allen play most of last season and seven games mm-hmm. of this season. Yeah, I, 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 I've watched. <laughs> yeah, I t- uh, 
yeah, at I, times. I've, I've, I've watched the whole Wyoming Iowa game and a couple of the Wyoming games on and off. we we'll watched his performance. I don't see it <laughs> really, other than the he looks six. He looks like the quarterback. Air quotes. Um, I don't see it. And the game against Boise, it there were just some throws and decision making. This decision making of his that was just this is the number one this this is the quarterback you have so some prospects have this is who this is this is who the, this here's the thing no wait 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 Cleveland Browns are gonna get this guy and think he's well, the guy and he's not going uh, to be the guy well Cleveland uh I would I would say that Jacksonville no nah, we're not gonna go there no nah, no 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 sorry well way the world works probably uh yeah but i've seen the seen his throws seen his decision making i said to myself this is the guy that scouts have is ranked higher than baker mayfield uh mason rudolph lamar jackson uh luke falk and i'm not really big on luke falk uh it's just so bad say again guy kind of like yeah, volume yeah. guy, uh, Washington State. Eric, but hey, Patrick Mahomes get drafted. Um, they there's an air raid, so anybody anything could happen. But yeah, Josh Allen just does not strike me as somebody as impressed as as, as a very good quarterback right now. Now you can make the click. You can definitely make a case that yeah, he had weapons last year. He had uh, Tanner Gentry. He did have Brian Hill. Right. Oh, Brian Hill. Tanner Gentry with the Bears. Who's starting with the Bears. Yeah, with the yeah. Washington team. He's uh, really a, who's starting the for the Redskins, line. I believe. He, he, last year center. was a little bit better. You yeah. know, so he didn't have those. And that's fine. He's going to – and you can make a case mm-hmm. of that. But if, in my opinion, if you're a potential NFL quarterback, possibly NFL quarterback, Oh, you're right. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Number one yeah. quarterback. Number one pick quarterback. Don't just say potential QB. One. There's a lot of guys potential. You QB. at a certain point in time, you have to rise above it. You have to rise above the deficiencies you have to be a better quarterback. Lamar Jackson, we're just sidetracked with Lamar Jackson. He he's good, but and he's hamstrung. I, he's he's good. <laughs> Look at this shot, real quick. Also. Deshaun Watson, him and Lamar Jackson are very similar. Look what Watson's doing with the Texans. Oh, You're no. telling me yeah. Jackson's and still going to be a freaking wide receiver? No way. Keep saying with Lamar, no Lamar Jackson, he has a defense that's not that great. I know they did beat Florida State, for what it's worth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this year. So defense that's not that great. Weapons are <laughs> there, but he's still putting up fantastic numbers. Whereas Josh Allen's not even the best. We're talking about Josh Allen being the number one quarterback in college going to the pros. Ty Ganji has better numbers than Josh Allen. And Ty Ganji's not going to be on anybody's NFL rosters. Uh, can we just can we just blame Matt Miller for this? Come on and get done with it. Yes, I blame Matt Miller. Thank you into my rant. <laughs> no, it's just... Like oh, we, we'll he's not the be- best quarter. We can, we you me Matt, you can all agree. The listeners, he's not the best. Oh yeah, no, no. we 
can all agree he's not the best quarterback in his own conference, let alone division quarterback. Nick Stevens. Does Wyoming? Wait, wait. Is there an FCS team in Wyoming? Because he may not be the best quarterback in the state. <laughs> Let me check. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But like your point, like you said, decision making. Like here, a couple things. Yes, they didn't have like James Price is back from injury. He missed some games. Fort, the tight end, has been out. He's injured as well. But like at some point, guys have been dropping passes. He has made some good throws. But at some point, make a freaking play. If you're that good, like here's the thing. Like you heard me a million times say this. If you're a defensive lineman, a cornerback, a running back, a DB, you can be stand out on a bad team and get drafted high. Quarterback, that's hard to do because if you're losing, there's a good reason it's probably on you. But let's get to the game. But I just wanted your thoughts on that because I don't. I'm not no. looking for validation, but it's like. I don't know why McShay, Kuiper, all these guys still keep them top five. CBS is dropping them down. Other places are dropping them down. At some right. point, you got to make a play. Yeah, you guys aren't catching the ball, but you also can't throw. You do, going back to the decision making real quick. The first throw versus Utah State, he attempted to throw it out of bounds. He kept it in play, and a receiver jumped up. A DB jumped up and caught a pick. Great athletic play by the DB. But if you're throwing right. it away, throw it away. <laughs> and, and before you go, <laughs> before but, we go to the uh, game, whatever. Uh, most importantly, the game. Um, like I said, I, yeah. and you people who follow me, I'm not with Josh Allen. It, he, I'm not, haven't been sold on him. Uh, and it's, it's just, he's just not good. He needs to stay. And now, if he, now, if the draft folks come and say, hey, you're going to be a first round pick, then go make the money. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go make the money. I don't blame yeah. him for that because the NFL's yeah. QB hungry. Yeah. <laughs> look at look at look at look at the quarterbacks that are being trotted out in the NFL. I'll leave it at that. Or even the exactly. Chiefs they trade up for Mahomes, exactly. like you mentioned. They traded up but to get him. If I'm trying to build a team, any football team, NFL college, I, I, I'm not building with Allen. He has a lot of work to do. Well, even Sam Darnold's not playing well. Josh Rosen, none of those right. guys. Darnold's guys another are one well that's just in, uh, like Allen. Another one that you can make the case for. Well, he doesn't have the weapons. I get it, but if you like, but if you're gonna be, if you have aspirations of being an NFL quarterback, you have to take your talent and rise it up to a certain position. Where hey, I could throw it to anybody. I could. I don't care who I got, Juju Smith, Schuster Smith, or whoever. I can right. I can be Johnny Manziel, yeah I can be Manziel and chuck it to Mike Evans versus Alabama. Right. I can chuck the ball four yards. I'm fine. Put me in NFL. I am six four forty. Put me in right. NFL. Same size next, as Josh the Allen. Next Come can- on. Oh, and before we get to the game, real quick, the next uh, Matt Miller compared him to Cam Newton, and I wanted to say, well, there's only one ed- one quarterback in the Mountain West we can compare to Cam Newton, and that is Mr. Armani Rogers. Uh, yes, we can. No, we can. Uh, no, we can. So, no, we can't. no. Oh, Jerry. No. no. Armani Rogers. Cam Newton. Oh, no, yeah. I still say that. I'll say that. <laughs> I will say one one play when he took four guys on his back, and I, okay, that kind of looked like him a couple versus uh, Utah State last or um, Air Force, but whatever. All right, so Boise wins. Yes, Boise won the game as we're talking Josh Allen into the ground again, twenty four fourteen. Um, so the Boise's quarterback situations, I've been harping on it as well. I'm like, why Brett Ripon? Why Cozart? Why is it doing this? I guess they kind of finally made a move where Cozart's kind of the red zone quarterback, I guess. Like, within the 30-yard line, you don't see Rippon on the field except for – they had a pretty cool – Um, they're both yeah. on the field with Cozart is running back and Rippon passed to him for a TD. But, like, 
Here's the thing, though. Rippon's a back – I say this a million times, but he's been a Mountain West first-team QB two years in a row, and he's split in time. Maybe they found a formula, but this is not like a Boise team like that's going to be great. They're good. They're 5-2, and two, and they play CSU. We'll see if they keep going. But this team goes with Alexander Madison. He had almost 100 yards for the third straight game. He had 91 yards. No touchdowns, unfortunately. He had 91 yards. That nice hurdle we mentioned before, but – the way this team's going to go is if Madison gets near 100 yards and the defense doesn't pull what they did versus Virginia. That's it's not going to they're not going to win because their passing game 18 24 177 with two quarterbacks. That's not going to get it done. It's going to be defense running the ball and that's what they did versus Wyoming. They picked off Allen twice. Wyoming led with Allen on the ground. They have no running game. Like what are they going to do? Like um, Trey Woods thought would be the guy didn't run very well. That's how Boise's going to win win games, and that's how they won this game. They stopped Wyoming's offense. Yeah, which is, uh, with just Boise, it. they're they're not the like my first football podcast this year uh, with you guys. I didn't get a chance to talk about Boise. Boise to me isn't the typical teams of years past where offensively where they could just blow the gates out. They've been more. They're going to stand and fall on their this year. On their running game, uh, these at Madison and Wolpin and Cozart, because they, they have a pack, they have a couple packages of plays for Cozart to quarterback keep. They're gonna run, they're gonna rise and fall in their running game and their defense and pass just enough. Uh, 177 yards isn't gonna be enough. It's gonna it's gonna be enough for Wyoming uh, to be Wyoming, but probably not enough to beat the Boise's, be Boise's and to be Colorado State of the uh, of the conference. Uh, I don't mind the package of Rippon and Cozart simply because they do two different things. Well, Cozart, Rippon obviously is the better passer. Uh, Cozart, you can, you know, a little package of running. Maybe we'll have him play running back. Maybe we'll have him throw the ball. Uh, so I don't mind the package that they have for him. Uh, but you're right. They have to throw the ball a, little, a lot better than the 177 and one touchdown. Dude, you got Cedric Wilson. And Give him the ball. Come on. Exactly. And he had, and Wilson had a fantastic touchdown to really, touchdown catch to really ice the game late, late ice the game late uh, for him. Give him the ball. Give Jake Rowe the ball. I know he had five, uh, five catches. Not sure of the number of targets. But I feel like you got to get the passing game going, and you got two talents in Wilson and Jake Rowe. Yeah, and Jake Rowe plays quarterback too sometimes. <laughs> so Jake Rowe plays quarterback at times. Yeah, in a sort of a Jordan Reed esque type of way. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like you got to get the passing game going. It feels like they're just holding back. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, it probably is the two, maybe the two quarterback thing that's hindering them. But I feel like you got to open up that passing game. You know, if they have any aspirations of playing for a Mountain West title, they're going to have to open but up But here's that the thing. Game. Yeah, when they play Colorado State, Rams' rush defense is not that bad. Their front seven is good. They're going to have to exploit downfield, and they couldn't do it. Wyoming does have Andrew Winger and a pretty, and a pretty good secondary, but – Really quick, like, Wyoming's defense, they got to the quarterback. They had seven TFLs, three sacks against the quarterbacks. They're getting after it. They make it plays. Like, Wingard had 15 total tackles. Marcus Epps, 13 tackles. They're getting to it. Carl Ganderson, huge game. Two sacks, three and a half TFLs. Probably probably player of the week, I'm thinking, at the moment. But, or maybe, well, but 
the thing it came down to, Josh Allen lost him the game. The two inter- two turnovers by him were the only two in the game, and those led to, I think, uh, 10 points. 10 and, points, yeah. And Boise missed a field goal early in the first um, – tw- missed a 29-yard field goal early in the game. Yeah. It led to, yeah, <laughs> a field goal in the first half, and then um, – oh, no, sorry, only three points. But still, the ter- final – well, you're down – whatever, that last drive, you're down 10, whatever. It's that's not – doesn't whatever, it doesn't matter that much. End of the game, but – they just were three and out, one, three and out, two, three and outs, three, three, three and outs, four, four, another five plays in the punts. Like offense has nothing. It it doesn't, and it's and and they're gonna have to divert, they're gonna have to open things up a little more to have any chance to beat cop to have a chance against Colorado State because, like you said. They're off their defenses in the secondary. It can be very charitable. You got to take advantage of that. So if you have to play Rippin, if you want to play two quarterbacks, that's fine. But Rippin's going to have to probably be – it's going to have to be 70-30 Rippin since I feel he's the better passer. And then maybe get Cozart out and do some, do some you know, yeah, a lot of those trick plays. I haven't been a fan. They've been winning but not good. Impressive. Not impressive. Yeah, it, it's the it's a lot of grind. There's a lot of grinding wins. It's like I said, it's not the Boise offense that we you know folks have been accustomed to, where offensively they just blow the doors off of everybody. They they've had to grind out a lot of these wins this season because the passing game is sort of is sort of sketchy. <laughs> All right, final game. We ready? We got we've got an hour. We've got to wrap this bad boy up here. We've been talking a lot of stuff here. So there's another topic we could get, we could get to, but I'm going to save that for Twitter because I'm going to make fun of CSU fans. But let's move <laughs> on. You'll find out. Go follow Rich Kurtzman. You'll see what I'm talking about in a few minutes, folks. Um, yeah, American Six, whatever. Come on. All right, final yeah. game. Fresno State at San Diego State. You're lying oh, if you raise your hand and say they're going to win. You're lying. Right? You're lying if you said Fresno was going to win this game. I can say with 100% certainty that I had San Diego State winning and winning convincingly. Wow, was we, yeah. wow, why was I wrong? <laughs> yeah, this game, I ended up watching it Sunday morning because I'm going out Saturday and I'm like, all right, I watched it in the morning. I saw the score. I'm like, what the crap happened? So I'm, after I sleep, I'm like, okay, okay, wake up. All right, let's watch, get ready, watch the game. What happened? All right, 27-3. I'm watching the first few drives. I'm like, hey, Aztecs look pretty good. They go all the way down the field with ease. Eight-minute drive, 16 plays, traditional Aztecs offense, fumble. Sharp <laughs> mm. <laughs> Petty fumbles. They get the ball back. They go, like, minus eight yards. <laughs> and they can't do anything. It is just a case of Fresno beating San Diego State at their own game. And it, it goes yeah. back to – Last year, where in Fresno, where San Diego State beat them seventeen to three. Now the score didn't look as much, but they just they just they leaned on Fresno last year. It, it, yeah, so cold. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They they put them in a sleeper and take it for a leg lock, whatever you want to, whatever wrestling moves you want to think about, you want to use. They 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 really just suffocated Fresno State last year. Fresno did the same thing to them. And it was just amazing to watch of uh, to to watch Fresno State just wow, is this the Fresno State team that just looked like an out and out train wreck last year? 
in the last few years to just really take it to the best team in the conference. Uh, McMarion, McMarion's numbers, not sexy, no touchdown, but didn't throw any picks, went 10 for 16, 176 yards. Oh, and three passes over 30 yards. Yes. So it's very San Diego State-like. Because when we look to the running game, Jordan Mims and Josh Hockett. Hockett? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 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 Combined, you know, both 21 carries for Mims, 14 carries for Hockett. Mims had 112 yards. Hockett had um, 77 yards, but three touchdowns. I think he was the first, first time since 2009 that happened. They really Correct. just leaned on. They just they grinded San Diego State. <laughs> well, both sides. The defensive line leaned and stopped Penny. Like, Penny, after that first drive, he was shut down to basically nothing. Him and Juwan Washington had the first couple of drives, like the field goal in the first uh, second second quarter and that extremely long first drive. They, I figured, okay, Aztecs are going to get it done. They're moving the ball. Yeah, unfortunately, they missed out on points. And they had to do a three and out on their second drive. But that third, okay, all right, third drive, they're back. But then end of the half, three and out. They had three three and outs in the first half. Yeah, and Penny... They had actually real quick five. They had five in the game. That's ridiculous. Five, yeah, five first snaps, right? Yeah, no five, five three and outs. Five three and outs. That's right. You're correct. That that's that's not a Rocky Long San Diego State type of offense. You know, type of performance where they get three and outs. Normally, in the last few years, when they get a third and whatever, third and short, it's either a sharp penny. It's either, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Um, Oh, but it normally it's not. Sorry, I'm if I'm blanking on the on his name, but you don't see that. And we would think maybe the passing game would have some. You know, San Diego State's passing game would have some type of. You know, it's gotten better over the weeks. Boise State notwithstanding, but it you know Christian Chapman only threw twenty times and had seventy seven yards at under four yards a pop, and that's not going to cut it. You know, especially in San Diego State. Like New Mexico is a team that's not built to come back from big leads. They get the lead and they nope. lean on. Uh, and it's just, it's just fascinating to watch. It, it was really the one of the more fascinating games I've seen in the entire college football landscape, especially in the Mountain West, outside of Air Force in Nevada, because, wow, Fresno State, they, they've come a long way. <laughs> Yeah, it's they they've I I I'm was against the hire mostly because how it went down, not who got hired, but defense just stopped. Like this is what Fresno used to be. Like they had Derek Carr, David Carr, and they had um, Ryan Williams running the ball, guys doing those type of things, or even um oh, what's his name? Whatever I forget his name. I'll move on. Another running back back in the day was it Derek no, Sproles from Fresno? K State. I don't recall. Maybe maybe not. Yeah. K State. Yeah, that's right. I think it's somebody else. Maybe, yeah, but um like this is a team of defense. Like they. This is, what, this is what they wanted Tim Ruder to do. Like, he was a defensive coach at Texas A&M right. and Air Force. He did good things. Not – so – and this, here's the thing, too, which makes it even more frustrating if you're a Fresno fan. Same talent outside of Marcus McBride, right. essentially. And he came in, and he, he'd be another guy who most people thought would start, as in me. Okay, Jordan Mims, freshman, coming in as well. But, like, McMurray came in mid-camp, and he beats out Jason Virgil after a month? Like, what does that right. tell you about it, guys you're bringing and in? It come, and it goes to a recruiting – Type of level, I would, I would, I would think, 
you know, who are you bringing in? Because it's not necessarily the scheme you got. It's who you bringing in. And not only who you bringing in, how are you developing them? And it seems like the Rooter brought them in but couldn't do nothing with it. Whereas Tedford, like you and like um, like yourself and like um, uh, Matt, Matt Kern, Matt, I wasn't a big fan of the hire of Tedford because I felt like he his best work was 15 years ago with Aaron Rodgers. But man, he's really done he's really done wonders with that offense, especially especially when they played Nevada a few weeks ago. I was really impressed with that offense. Um, and with McMarion coming over from Oregon State, I mean, he's really done good things with that offense. And that's only in there. Hopefully it's a continuation of things to come over in Central Valley. Yeah, and he'll be there next year too. Like he, he's, uh, he's two years of play, so he'll be here next year. Him, he's right there at Ganju during conference play, one of the most efficient quarterbacks. Um, five touchdowns, one pick. He's what third in QB rating, second in QB rating. Um, he's throwing decent, two hundred twenty yards per game. He's sixty four percent. He's doing quite well in league play, and so he's one of the most efficient quarterbacks. And better than Stevens. Drew Brown. He missed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right in the same neighborhood, right, right behind Nick Stevens. That's it. Twelve for zero. It's like, geez, nobody's gonna catch him. But he doesn't need to score touchdowns really. The running game doing it. But let me ask you this: Is Fresno has they have they already clinched a West Division? Do you think? Because they have five games left, four league games. They own the tiebreaker for San Diego State and have a two, have essentially have a two-game lead. So they'd have to lose three games, and Aztecs went out to not I win think, the title. I, I don't want to hand them the Western Division tra- Championship yet, but home for UNLV, BYU, non-conference. Uh, they got to go to Hawaii, though, so that, uh, could, that could be a trip mm-hmm. up. And then they close out against Wyoming and Boise. I don't want to say that they won it, they they got it, but they're in the catbird seat. They're in the catbird. Safe to um, say, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Because if because if Rodgers doesn't play, I, they're going to be UNLV for sure. I'm thinking winnable games. We just talk straight winnable games. UNLV's winnable. Yeah. And keeping it in conference because yeah. they should be BYU. Um, UNLV yeah. Hawaii. They should win, and then they close out with the two other three best mountain teams in the Mountain Division. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's but that's not I, easy. I don't want to. They're in the catbird seat. They have a good chance, but I wouldn't be print in the central. I wouldn't be printing up 27, 2017 Western Division Championship T-shirts just yet in Central Valley. Uh, but they do have the oil can, though. <laughs> yeah, I am confident they'll do it. Uh, Yes. Find the eBay oil, oil can. I have to read. I, I, I have to read. I, I don't <laughs> that was a, a great Because the origins of that. Because it was just. <laughs> yeah, during the game, they mentioned, I guess it was buried. They stole it and buried it. When the, when Aztecs <laughs> were building a basketball facility, they found it. But then there's also the story about them buying, well, uh, looking for a replacement on eBay. I, I think for a while, that. And they found one. I need to read that. Go Yeah, go read that. Go read what Ryan Swan. He's done some stuff. Yeah, he's done oil can. He's an old wagon wheel. He's done Boise looking for a third national title. He's done a lot of interesting stuff that we don't normally do. So check that out. But I think Fresno, I'm leaning. Yeah. I'd say 60-40. They're going to win the West Division right now, which is a far cry from yeah. what anybody said. And back I don't then, want to count. And even two weeks I, ago, I, they got a good chance. <laughs> I just want to throw out the chance. I I don't want to count out 
the Aztecs. Uh, I think. Well, but the thing right, is, you right. can't. It doesn't and matter. Fresno's it's schedule, all in Fresno especially now. the last two games against Boise, Wyoming, they could and they Tough. could easily drop those two. And they could even drop, you know, they could easily drop those two. But I'm looking if we're just going to focus on schedules. San Diego State, if they can get their offense and def- if they can get that team in check and you know, we're chugging along at Hawaii, at San Jose State, home for Nevada, home for New Mexico. That, you know, they, yeah, they, they, they're three of their it's last four games are against the Western Division. <laughs> and they got a good chance. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's get our collective stuff together and win out. And then hopefully Fresno State can drop two, you know, because now Fresno State, they've gone from not even being thought of to, hey, we're in the dri- to now they're in the driver's seat. So it's going to be interesting to watch that last month of the season in the conference. <laughs> Who would have thought it? Definitely. All right. That's a- no, no kidding. All right. That's a show. We've talked a good 75 minutes. So you're welcome on that front. So if you like people you talk, you're Josh Allen talk, or, I guess maybe <laughs> Drew Drop Talk, not done by me. Yeah, the, not gave, by me this I time. So that's a, hopefully that's a reprieve from me just banging the fist at that. But thank you. I will give you a um, a B plus for the show because we cut out for about five I'll seconds. But I blame I'll me. So that. actually, you get an A minus for the show, bro. <laughs> Have me on next. Have me on a little bit more. Do three man. A minus. That that's perfectly fine. Okay, we will. We need to do that. Yes, we should do that. We'll figure that out, make sure we'll get Skype working the right way. But bowl season, basketball, we had the, well, Nevada um, Grand Canyon game going on right now, so we'll see how that's going on. It's a, ooh, at this moment, which you'll know the final score later, but at the moment, Nevada 68, Grand Canyon 56, with seven much. and a half <laughs> minutes left. So that'll be old news by the time you hear this. <laughs> but, yes, thanks for hopping on. Thanks for joining the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Follow Brandon, Brandon G. Blake on Twitter. Follow us at MWC Wire, MWWire.com. That's all the fun stuff. And we do have some, um, maybe some news coming soon, but that's still hush-hush. But we'll see. It's not looking good. But thanks for listening. iTunes, Blog Talk, Greater Stitcher. Hey, if you like Brandon and not Matt, I guess, well, that's harsh to say. But if there's a reason you wanted five stars, maybe it's because Matt wasn't here. Or you wanted to hear Brandon talk. Who's this Brandon guy? He talks Nevada. Who's he? If you like him, give us five stars and tell us why. That's always the five stars. <laughs> or tell us we suck and give us five stars. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but that's all we want. As you, as you can tell, the key thing is five stars. That's what we keep saying. But yes, but uh, yes, thanks for everybody for listening for listening to the show, and thanks for hopping on, Brandon. And as always, yes, we're biased. We're biased against your team.